You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. This week's episode is split into two sides. This is Side A. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I am your co-host, Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on all social media at Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. More important than that, please follow the official Clock Radio Speakers Twitter handle, which is at CRS Podcast. ClockRadioSpeakers.com is where you can get all of our previous 300 plus episodes. We are also on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. We're on Spotify. We are everywhere except for SoundCloud because they are trash. And now you can add Patreon to that list because we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash CRS podcast. Uh, if you want to support us monetarily, uh, Doc can really explain more of the, the logistics behind that. And yeah, of course, Doc's here because... Yeah, what's, what's going on, everybody? You can follow me on yeah. Twitter if you want, at Doc underscore beats. That's not a Z, but like Armand said, just follow the show. Uh, if you are interested in the Patreon, uh, first of all, thank you. And thanks to all the people who have... Uh, who, who've, who are who've become members? Um, I really appreciate it, like for real. Um, you know, we didn't really know what to expect. We kind of set the we set our first goal a little low. Um, we cleared that goal thanks to y'all. Now we got a new goal. So, um, you know, trying to <clears throat> trying to make the show better. Um, we'll finally be able to just have the show pay for itself, which is like a glorious thing and sounds super kind of maybe lame or nerdy, but like honestly, it's just we do this for the love and we do this for for y'all. So like, appreciate it. Um, sure. But if you but if you Same are interested. If you are interested uh, in going to patreon.com slash CRS podcast, we have two tiers, $5 a month, $10 a month. Uh, Both tiers get you access to basically it's like pre-show, call it chatting and planning. Armand and I, before we start officially recording, uh, we've always sat down to sort of try to figure out what we actually officially talk about this week. We'll sort of sometimes talk about things that don't really make the cut for, well, we don't really talk about that. That's not important catch up a little bit sometimes it's just him and I, you know armand and i sort of chatting sometimes it's you know you might get some uh, some interesting things so it's a nice little bonus just a way to say thanks um everybody who's who's a patreon either either tier is also uh able to sort of participate in helping us figure out uh future topics right um so we asked uh, everybody who subscribed a question about some things that you know asked them what kind of things would they like us to cover for future definitive 15s and, and stuff like that and um you know uh, we 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 appreciate all that input because we want to do shows that y'all want to hear. And then the $10 a month subscribers specifically get access to unreleased or exclusive music. Um, they're going to get access to first crack at some merch and we're still figuring out some other perks for that. And actually this week we, you know, for the first specific perk for them, uh, we put out a, uh, it's basically, <laughs> it's an alternate version of a song from, uh, Armand's album this past year. Um, I'm not going to tell the story because the story is part of the is part of what we part of what I explained, like the story behind it, what happened to it. But like that's an example of the kind of stuff um, that we want to share with y'all. And and who knows, we might we might even do like specific, not just like outtakes, but like specific new music. We're still trying to figure all that out. So, yep, 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 yep. And uh, yeah, yeah, man, I forgot to talk about something. We'll talk about it after the show. It's all good. <laughs> in in reference to the Patreon, we'll figure. Okay. It out. Okay. Um. Yeah, so what's up, man? I mean, I feel like we already did the how are you. Yeah, we <laughs> so did the how are you before. Our Patreon um, listeners will know how we're doing. Right. Um, I'm, I'm recovering from the warm weather in Orlando, back up here in cold Connecticut. Recover. Listen, it was 85 down there on Sunday and humid, and I woke up this morning to go to the gym, and it was like 32 degrees and cold. And now... <laughs> 
I'm done with winter already. It's not even winter and I'm done with winter. Bruh, winter's super trash. Yeah, man. Super, super trash. I'm not looking forward to it. And the thing about Ohio, I noticed, is just like we don't really get a spring or a fall either. We get like two months of heat. We get like eight months of snow and cold. And then we get another two months of rain. Mm -hmm. And and the leaves fall for like a week. That's it. Yeah. That's our weather. Super trash. So we've got some music to talk about this week. Do we? (laughs) We do. We do. Okay. We do. All right, that's fine. Yes. You asked me uh, before we, uh, on the pre-show, you asked me about um, a, a certain freestyle from a, from a certain Marshall Mathers. Did you actually want to talk about that or? Um, no, I mean, I didn't listen to it. I, I, I just wonder, I mean, I, I saw like a clip from it and I think the dude, the too many napkins, like that, that video is like ruined Eminem on something. Well, not ruined, but like, that's kind of what he's known for to this generation for something he didn't, he didn't even do. I, I wish that M would have gone. I've noticed that M has not gone on an uncontrolled format in a long time. Hmm, so what, do you mean by what that? I mean by that is even when he remember a few years ago when he went on Westwood. Yeah. And like Alchemist was the DJ and he was with Royce and I think Mr. Porter was with him and he already has a, a relationship with Westwood and he's never just gone up to sway. He's never just gone up to, I mean, Shea 45, although I don't think Eminem owns it anymore, but that was like, that was, he was the face of that when that satellite radio station was born. He hasn't gone up to Flex. I was just going to say, M going to Flex would be a real, that, that would be a moment. Exactly. Exactly. But no, you're in this controlled space and you're rapping with no beat. And it's, I, it's, I'm assuming it's for the, the bodied movie that he executive produced or funded or whatever. Um, so, of course, it's the battle rap format. I get it. But I just would have liked for you. You had good momentum. You kind of, I think, could we say that he made up for a lot of the backlash he was getting with Revival, from Revival with Kamikaze? Like, for the most part, that response, the response to that project was generally positive. Yeah, I think so. I mean, M's a really good example of just how big hip hop has become. And I mean, I don't mean big in terms of like the height of record sales. I mean, a better way to say it would be how wide hip hop has become, but that's a weird phrase, right? What I mean by that is like hip hop has grown to encompass so many sort of different niches that like, you know, M can come out, do good, really good numbers, have a big fan base. But honestly, like his relationship to much of the rest of the music that's being put out in the rest of the culture is so minimal that it's almost like he doesn't exist sometimes. Do you know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of fascinating. So like within his own little world of hip hop, yes, I think for his, especially his, his, you know, his serious fans, like this was, you know, this was good form. Um, like they were, you know, this was like, okay, we can deal with this. This is better. You know, this is, Cause, look, like when you be, and I want to talk about um, another artist who's going through something not quite the same, but somewhat related uh, later on. But when you're a legendary artist, the later you get in your career, like your really hardcore fans find themselves like talking themselves into like certain projects, or 
you know, we all do it for the artists who we are the biggest fans of, right? And then there's always like a there there is a there will always be like a breaking point, which you're like, no, I'm I'm good, I'm done. But like, I think M gave his serious fans an album they didn't have to talk himself into, right? Like, I, what he's no longer doing is like impacting or affecting or frankly, aside from particular MCs, influencing much of the rest of hip hop. Mm-hmm. He is all out there on his own, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. Yeah. I'm trying to think of somebody else who's like that. Tiger? <laughs> I'll say it just because taste taste just went, what, three times platinum? Tiger is um <laughs> He will not stay down. I give him He I, won't. I I I have nothing bad to say about Tiger. He he might have the rebrand of the year. He's he's making better music than I think he Maybe ever had? Is that possible? Like, nah, Tiger's always had. Well, oh, okay, never mind. Because I was gonna say Tiger always keeps a hit, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's good music. Like, I, Rack City's not for me. I think um, there is a. Uh, there's been this like new, not new. There is a newly popular sort of offshoot of the sort of. If you think of like sort of a, a flowchart of like or, or like a tree of like popular hip hop styles of beats, like we now have this faster paced trap beat that is mm. which you might call like strip trap right it is like <laughs> trap for strip clubs yeah, yeah, yeah right good good form which we'll talk about in a bit is like a perfect mm-hmm. example of that mm-hmm. taiga yep. has that wave and is running with it yeah he's making those records like crazy and it's whether he influenced it or they just happened to come at the right time or he saw the wave coming and jumped on it but like strip trap that is all him yeah absolutely yeah. i mean rack city was that might be like yeah. the the inaugural the strip trap song of this generation. Proto strip trap. Proto. <laughs> it was the prototype for strip trap. Yes, it was. Hey, say strip trap five times fast. It's not easy. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, to your to your point about M, I think that <sighs> I think he kind of represents a demographic of what all artists probably should strive for. Most artists should, should strive for in this climate. What do you mean by that? Cater to your diehards. Oh, okay. Cater to your diehards because this is right up the obsessive Eminem fan. Is anybody a casual fan of Eminem? Is anybody a casual fan of anything these days? Right. Our culture right. Is, makes it so easy to be a, 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 like, a super fan. Right. I agree. That's an interesting question. Yeah. So like, how, what, how, I'd love to – sorry for interrupting you uh, – Listeners, I would love to know. This is a weird thing to ask, but like, hit us up at CRS Podcast on Twitter. Um, what artists are you? Would you consider yourself like a casual fan of? Yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting question. Because like, know. you can be like, yeah, I'm a fan, or I'm a super fan, but like, man, they're fine. Like an artist who you're like, you hear they, you hear they've got something coming out, and you're like, yeah, good, but like, you're not like, you know. Remember, you're not like sitting there going to Apple Music and seeing like, oh, can I like, can I listen to a song already? Like, you're like, oh, sure. Right. That's good. Yep. Casual fan. Yeah. Does that exist in 2018? Absolutely. It's a good question. Hit us up. Uh, what else is going on? You man, Chancellor the Rapper. Uh, opportunity the Lyricist. Yes. What do you do? He put out uh, two new singles. Okay. I, by the way, I didn't quite exactly predict this, but last week, wasn't I talking about how Chance was, Chance needed to do something? <laughs> 
Yeah, you, you, if, if it was, I don't remember if it wasn't last week. It, it was, was definitely last week. recent. It was last okay. week. <laughs> it felt like the right time. Um, he put out uh, two new songs. Um, uh, the Man Who Has Everything and My Own Thing. Um, did you listen to these? Uh, like literally a second. I didn't get a chance. There's quite a few things that yeah, there's a lot. I didn't really get to listen to the finals week, so I'm I'm a little little wrapped up. The uh, the man who is everything is uh, produced by Jeremiah and uh, has him on the hook and is not quite a typical. It's an it's an interesting sound for Chance. Um, but my own thing is like it might as well be like a leftover from from coloring book. It's the same sort of like, um, you know, sort of like uplifting like you know sort of like pianos like almost a little gospel but not really you know you can kind of see you can kind of see me like bouncing along as i'm like describing that yep (laughs) you can see jan you can see chance grinning for the camera while i while i describe that yeah um so we've now heard six new ish songs over the past like half year from chance right Mm -hmm. i have no idea what his next album's gonna sound like is it going to be a continuation of coloring book with some new stuff? Is he going to totally switch it up? Like, I have no clue. I'm really interested to see that because like that was such a little moment for him in 2016. And he took that and ran with it to a degree that I, I, I mean, sort of, I think I mean, definitely surprised me. Like, you know, he got like two tours out of that. Right. But, yeah. you know, I want to see, uh, is that his sound or does he have like a next move? I'm not saying one. I, I'm not saying one. One option is better than the other. Like it might be interesting for him to say, no, no, this is my sound, and I'm gonna evolve it, as opposed to this is what I did on Chance on Chance Three. Now Chance Four is this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess the question would be: Does Chance get in front of a sound? Like mm. does does Chance do what he's always done, or does he find the next wave or create the next wave? And then tell his audience, okay, this is what we're doing now. You know, look at, try to think of a project that did that. I mean, we could always talk about 808. I mean, it's different from like an 808 to something like that where right. you're, you're creating a new sound. It's, it's uh, <clears throat> trying to think. Maybe, maybe uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. Where the sound yeah. kind of already existed, but it was like an artist who was traditionally doing one thing, do something else. And it. It worked. It was kind of the merging of, of of some sounds. That album was oddly, quietly revolutionary. And what I mean by that is, here's Drake, Mr. Pop Rapper, right? If such a term exists anymore. But for us old school heads, like that's what you would call Drake, right? Mm-hmm. Um, coming out with an unapologetically hard album. And it did crazy numbers. Crazy numbers. Yeah. There's not a single Caribbean Jams record on that on that project. Right. Yeah. And even the songs that had, um, you know, that had R&B like hooks or whatever, that's not what was pushed. Right. What's known from that album is 10 bands. It's know yourself, it, you know, and coming from Drake, like, and that's kind of where we're at now. Like when we talk about Meek's album later, like, I think it'd be like, I want to talk about like how he rolled it out versus like, when you listen to it, like these are the records that he's, that he's going to push. Right. Like, he sees where this is going, right? Like, but I, you know, um, those, the days of, oh, well, you got to have this record to do this. Like, nah, I don't think so. Right. Right. Cardi B blew up off Bodak Yellow. Yeah. Right. Like, so. Yeah. So all that to say, you know, I, 
can't imagine Chance doing like super hard records because that's not him. Nah. It'd be that would be a fascinating twist. No. I can't even no. He's the he's <laughs> it, like some, mi- he and, some minor key horror pianos and Yeah, like some some DJ Paul Juicy J. Some type some Tay Keith basically. Yeah, right. Right. That's who we get with. No, they're definitely doing a Tay Keith record and and Donnie McClarkin is gonna play the keys on it and it's gonna be like the hardest trap gospel record ever. I already know. I already know. You're not fooling me, Chancellor. Opportunity. But we'll see. I think I think we'll get a new project before the summer. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, what else is going on? Uh, you want to talk about your girl, Nikki? Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, previously, in the adventures of Nicki Minaj. Oh, boy. Every week it's something. Well... She was kind of unhappy for a while. The uh, sure. so they delayed that tour. They did. Is that coming back around at some point? Probably. Uh, I don't know. Well, either way, she finally has a new single. Mm-hmm. The remix to "Good Form" featuring Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, what'd you think of this? I didn't listen to the remix. Oh. Well, here's the here's the thing. I don't think the record needed Wayne. Did he add anything to it? No, he didn't. And if anything, I almost sort of think that he kind of missed an opportunity to use that kind of tempo and beat to almost like, I I don't always love when artists like reinterpret like previous work, but like for, I felt like he basically should have started doing like, like, like almost like a Juvian style, Juvian inspired thing from like, back that ass up because it's like the same mm. same tempo and beat kind of basically right like mm. the strings the drums like it's mike will doing it but you know it's the same idea right it's that upbeat yeah. it's that upbeat for 2018 um but instead he did a wayne thing and it was fine um but the video is nikki um straight through like as nikki always does um her fans are gonna love the video if they you know i'm sure they have already i haven't really paid attention online much i think it's effective I think her pushing this is the right move. I mean, they they should have done this like, I don't know, three months ago. Yep. But maybe this kind of carries her for a little while. I When we reviewed the album, I said, this is the, the you, record. You called that immediately. That should have been the record. When there was such a focus on what was what, what record? What was it? Barbie Dreams. What was this thing? Yeah. Like that was the that's the Twitter record. That's the social media record because all oh, this controversy that's going to hit the blogs. But like. You don't want to hear that song while you're out. You don't want to hear that song on the radio, but good form is, again, it's strip trap, good speed, good tempo, whatever, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so this is, this, is, this is the real litmus test of Nikki to me is because now we see, I think sometimes we get wrapped up in like, on, like online presence that like a lot of people don't go outside or... Mm. people like us who are like super nerdy we don't take into account that they're just i mean we said this we i guess we could call these casual people maybe we've just answered our own question where they're not on the blogs like that they're not on apple music every week they don't know everything that's coming out like they're they're still listening to cole's album Mm. you know what i'm saying like they they they're not up to it like everybody else's or like this certain demographic is. And we put such this emphasis on online. We don't realize that like, yo, go outside. There's, there's different, you know, 
there's different people there who have who don't have a Twitter or who don't like Twitter or, you know, have an Instagram but don't really know how to use it. You know, so this is the litmus test for Nikki. Like, is is this a record that we're going to see carry her through the winter months? Is this going to keep her hot in the winter? That's what I want to see. Am I going to hear this on the radio? Am I going to hear this on mix shows? Am I going to hear this licensed, you know, on sports, sporting events? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, <laughs> but where is this going to go? Mm. That's my question. But, but you know, I mean, good, good for like good for her and her team for like putting it out. You know, hopefully they push it because like, you know, I-, I want Nikki to be successful. I want everybody to be successful. Sure. Sure. Most people. You're- Actually, I take that back. I don't want everybody to be successful. Who don't you want to be successful? Six nine. I want. I don't want Kid Cudi to be successful. Oh wow! What has Kid Cudi done to you? <laughs> he's he's moaned. He's moaned my life away. Um, they was almost six nine, cause do you, uh, do I really have to answer that? Man, this is was the sexual is... assault not enough? Is that do I need more of a reason than that, Bruh. This is such a jumbled, it speaks to so many different things. I think the biggest thing it speaks to is that this, this generation of doing whatever it takes online to get noticed, like there's actual repercussions in that. Like you can't just do whatever you want and send it to academics and think that nothing's going to happen to you. And not even on some, you know, you got beat up because, you know, that wasn't street justice. That's it's the feds. That's different, you know? And you're just watching all of these people just... Like, sometimes I get sucked into, like, a wormhole of, like, little, you know... <laughs> I'm looking around <laughs> in, my, in, my, <laughs> in my room for, like, what is the name of... Little extension cord. <laughs> like, he does something, and then, you know... You get into a wormhole of people who like this stapling. It's like a, it's like a, it's a, it's like a branched out of this generation's version of jackass. Like people are stapling their faces and, you know, walking in stores and jumping over the counter and destroying stuff just for some views to go viral. No, you can go to jail for that. Or you can actually hurt yourself or what you, or the actions that you do have repercussions and they affect other people. And I think that's six, nine is like the poster boy for that right now. Yeah, I mean, also, he just, like, sexually assaulted a minor. So, like... Sure. I'm sure, good. I'm sure, good. Sure. I was just talking about the, the case and him being in jail yeah, and stuff. But sure, yeah. 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 Hey. Hey. T- um, touch the kid. Sure. It's trash. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens after this. Does this make that demographic sort of, like, switch it up and, and slow down? Or do is, they get worse? Is anybody talking about this album? Um, what I just saw... He did 90,000 in two days. Or no, he did 70,000 in two days. And then his first full week, he's doing 90,000. So yeah, he is. He's doing all right. I mean, I think 70,000 in two days after your album leaked. I don't think that's terrible. What did his last album Are you sure that's right? I don't... I was just on Academics page. Okay. Yeah. Takashi 69, second week of sales for Dummy Boys, projected to be 93,000. He sold... 70K in two days last week. This will be Got his it. first week, full week of sales. Got it. So, I mean, I Lil mean, Baby's doing 96. Yeah. And uh, speaking of charts. Yeah. Number one song in the country right now. Which is? Sicko Mode. I'm actually kind of shocked that it's the number one single now. The video. <sighs> the video. Okay. Is that the biggest hip hop song of 2018? 
No. Nice for what? Mm. I'm sorry, not nice for what? Uh, in my feelings. Or God's plan, actually. Or God's plan, yeah. It's <laughs> If we're talking the, the top five songs, Drake clearly has four of them. At least. God, and what's the fifth? <laughs> Is it another Drake song? <laughs> right. Oh, um, man. Um, I was, so I realized, so Sycamore is number one, but, um, Drake doesn't get a number one because he's not credited. Um, (laughs) which is trash. (laughs) That is trash. Um, and I just realized, so when they submit that for the Grammys, Drake doesn't get a Grammy because otherwise that's such an obvious choice for best rap performance by a duo Mm. or group. That's the obvious layup winner. hundred percent. Unless they unless they submit one of the Jay and Beyonce tracks as like a rap song, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because the 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 academy the uh, the uh, Grammys will just be like Jay and Beyonce. You want, some, you want some more Grammys? But um, but Drake and Travis, yeah, that would have been an obvious obvious Grammy winner right there. Yeah, I, yeah. So this is kind of when being artsy fartsy and and spooky and woogie boogie kind of backfires, right? Spooky. spooky. <laughs> I don't have any guess. (laughs) Guess who's on this song? Right. It's really interesting. So here's what you could do, right? Like it really works for the initial drop. Because you surprise people. But guess what? Like it's, you could go back and change it because everything's just digital now. Yeah, just we'll just leak the track list. Do it. Do a back cover, or do what the do what they do now, and just screenshot your notes app. Yeah, and then when it goes live, oh, this person's on the feature. Hmm. I get it. You want people to listen to the whole song and not certain songs. I get it. But at the same time, like there's logistics and technicalities that you're, you know, that's kind of it's kind of whack. You know, it'll be one of the. You know, what um, what'll be one of no, like in terms of sales and popularity. I forgot another huge song from this year is Cardi's. I like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah, maybe Cardi has, has a maybe Cardi has that fifth slot. Mm. I like it. Was really, 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 really big. It was. Is there anything else? No Kendrick. No. I'm sure people are just screaming right now. They are people. Let us know what your five biggest singles of 2018 are. Oh, um, um, look alive. No. Look nah. Alive was huge. And it's a great nah. song. It's a it, great it verse launched. from Drizzy and it's a great beat. I call him Drizzy. Jesus. It's a wow. great verse from Drake and it's, it's a dope beat. It's a dope beat. It's a classic hook. Classic hook? Yeah. Bruh. Drake. I mean, that song like launched this whole Take Key thing. It did. But that's still not the biggest. It's not the biggest. I'm not saying the biggest. Or that's that's, that's going to be one of the the, the, oh, the Drake, five. I'm sorry, one of the Drake trilogy, nah. right? Nice for what God's plan and in my feelings, aka the three headed monster that was like number one for th- two thirds of the year. Looking, uh, top off, <laughs> Lil Dicky and Chris Brown, Freaky Friday. Nope. Maybe walk it like I talk it. Hmm. Okay. Maybe that's yeah. top ten. That might not be five. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm going I'm going with Cardi. All right. Um let's see. Uh what do we want to talk about? Uh we never came back around to Anderson Pac's album. Yeah. Um I didn't finish it. <laughs> okay. I didn't finish it because I found out what 
See, here when people like when when I consistently hear, you know, lots of talk about a certain artist and I don't hear it, then I want to know why. What am I doing wrong? What am I not hearing? Um, am I do I have my old man rap ears on? Like what what what's missing? And I went back and I didn't listen to Malibu until way later. And Malibu's got some joints for sure. But I didn't love it the way everybody else did. And then I listened to this album. No, I listened to some of the, um, what's his group with Knowledge? Oh, No Worries. Yeah. So I listened to like the No Worries project and I was like, uh, still not. Mm, something's missing. I don't know what it is. And then finally, listening to this album about five songs into it, I figured it out. I don't like tough guy R&B. Yeah. And Anderson Pot sing raps about absolutely nothing but like stuff that a rapper would say. Mm-hmm. And if you go back and listen to our Definitive 15 on R&B, like, I, like I'm sappy R&B all the way. Like there may or may not be a video floating around of me dancing and wailing my arms to Anita Baker a couple weeks ago. That's my bag. So you can have all of the great instrumentation and music and all that stuff. But like if you ain't, talking about nothing or you're like sing rapping about how tough you are and about you know how great you are and how terrible everybody else is like i can't i can't do that after a while like it 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 wears on me i can't do it so that's why i haven't heard it and i likely probably won't Mm. i haven't really gone back to it um there's some songs that are good but like i don't know just nothing really grabbed me this time Mm. like there, there, there's some, there, there are some things that where they're trying to do some interesting stuff, but there are, there are definitely like, there's some Dre stuff on there where it's like, it's the problem of like, this sounded really good on in the studio, didn't it? But like, <laughs> you didn't go test that and have somebody who could tell you, mm, that's not hidden. You saying right? this? So you saying this album sounds great loud? <laughs> I'm saying this album probably sounds amazing in Dre's studio. Yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> Turn it up. And that's the and that's the that's the rumor, right? Or that's the that's the story of Dre Studio. Whenever you go to Dre Studio, I think Kendrick said it. Like his speakers are unbearably loud. Yeah. Just imagine how loud his snares are in that studio. Yeah. <laughs> and who knows, maybe somebody in there was like, "Ah, it's not hitting, but it was too loud." <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, you want me to turn it up? Okay. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, that might um, be No, there's just some, I don't know. There's some Dre stuff in there where it's like, they're trying some like kind of off kilter. I mean, here's the thing. Like Dre has never done really much. Well, there's a couple of stuff on Compton where there's like incorporating trap elements, but like that is not his rhythm, tempo or style of drums or anything at all. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. he's clearly, him and Pac are trying to do some interesting and different stuff. But like they just haven't found it. And yeah. I kind of want to give him a little bit of credit for doing something different. Right. Because like, do I really want to hear like really super loud Dre mixing on like a pitched up like trap snare? No. Right. Yeah. So like I I, I want to give him credit for trying some stuff, but like it doesn't really work either, you know. So Yeah, I guess <clears throat> I guess the question is, is the music the music is good, it's a, it's aesthetically good, it's sonically good, of course. If Dre is mixing it, um, if Dre's got his hands on it, it's going to sound immaculate. Oh, sure. I mean, like I said, when, when I first talked about the album, like that ninth, the ninth beat is just like, 
It's the most pristine Ninth Wonder like mix you've ever heard in your life. But like, is it engaging? Yeah, like, I know. Is there is there music on the project that makes that makes people? I don't hear anybody talking about the album. Nobody. Um, but is that due to you know, like we talked about, like it's just too much going on, and maybe people will come back to it. Because my question is, is like, do people people are going to start listening to a lot of music this year? Um, or in the next few weeks as they're developing their, their end of year list. Right. Um, and those of you who have platforms to listen to this, uh, listen to this podcast, even if I lose is available and came out February of 2018, uh, which means it is eligible for all of your lists. And so do you, is there going to be stuff that we missed? Probably. Um, but what does that do for the artists? You know, is it, are we just relying on something to go viral? Like what, what's good what's what's gonna happen i'm not sure okay not anything sure. else you want to say about that uh nah was there was there another project that we were supposed to talk about and we didn't earl sweatshirt okay i didn't listen to earl either can you do me a favor sure i want you to listen to one song right now and tell me what you think sure it's called the bends okay i forgot to bring my ipad so we're gonna have to listen to it through the uh through my phone okay so it's called the Benz. Yeah, I I did see that he's got fifteen songs in twenty five minutes, which is They're hilarious. Sure. <laughs> okay, the, you said the Benz. Yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking Benz like Mercedes Benz. All right, no. let's go. Ben, we don't break. We not the bank. Plus, we all we got. Switch, whips, we okay. Way out of state. Bada bing, bada bang. Oh, that's such a dark beat. <laughs> yeah, so you can stop right there. So I think that song actually kind of sums up what's going on here. Okay. Um, this album really feels like it's very obvious that like Earl, because Earl produces a lot of his own stuff. Um, okay. He listened to a lot of Mad Lib and Jay Dilla in like 2005. Because mm. that's what that is 100% to me. Like, okay. there are records on here that sounds like Donuts Leftovers, which that's not a bad thing coming from it's me. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. I just wish I liked his rapping more. Like, he can he can write and he can, like, rap. But, like, it, the flow, the voice, the delivery, the way he's attacking certain beats, like, the energy is just, it's never all the way there for me. Like, it always feels like he takes, like, and maybe you can explain this as, uh, I'll put you on the spot, Armand, like, as a rapper, like, it's not as though, like, when you hear a beat, it's not as though there's, like, only one way to approach that beat. Not at all. Right. And like, I feel like when I listen to Earl stuff, very rarely does he like approach a beat in the way that like I as a fan would want him to approach that beat, if that makes sense. Like, I, I think that, and I'll say this in, this in his defense, like this is a super short album, but it's also really weird and kind of like off kilter. And it's the sort of like project that 15 years ago would have been something that like, backpackers and like quote unquote real hip hoppers would have like clung on to and like would have mm-hmm. just listened to a lot and like would have eventually like some cult favorites would have grown out of that. But like, there's just so much music that comes out now. I don't know mm-hmm. how a weird and quirky album like this gets digested enough to kind of shine, you know, some, 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 some albums are designed for that first listen, but there's not much after that. Some albums you live with for a bit and you come back and you're like, oh, I like that now. 
right? And it's not that it like wore you down or you like got used to it. It's that sometimes like, oh, this is kind of different or weird or it's not the mood I'm in or, you know what I mean? And this is such a quirky, weird album. Um, He's unapologetically just sampling weird stuff all over the place. He's trying different flows out at different points, but there's nothing even resembling like an attempt to get played in, in like the radio or the club or anything, you know, but I don't know. It's, I suppose in this era of streaming, like there's something for everybody. So like maybe he has this like little dedicated niche fan base and like that's totally fine. But I don't know. I kind of wonder about stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like I think this is not that this album is as good as this, but like one of my like oddly like it's not even that great of an album, but it has songs that are amazing on it. And I come back to and that's J Lib's Champion Sound, right? Mm -hmm. Which that's like 2003, 2004. Mm-hmm. like nowadays a record like that comes out and people remember the red and people mm-hmm. remember a couple of the other beats but like you'd never come back to those other songs you know what i mean yeah but like sometimes stuff grows on you or it's kind of weird and quirky and you use like you know when there was constraints whether it was how many cds can i carry on me or my ipod can only hold so many songs or like when there was constraints as a music consumer you made choices and you had to live with those choices while you were out and about or before you got your next paycheck or whatever the case would be. And so you sort of would come back to songs or right. come back to albums. Right. But with no constraints, what happens for stuff like that? Right. I don't know. And I, I just, I, I only need to point that out. Like, I think that, you know, he's an interesting case of something like that. Yeah. That's, that's all. That's all I want to say. Yeah. I, I, I think in Earl's case, it's weird for him to do an album like this when he hasn't put out music in, what, three years? Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. So I think you put this album out if you drop yearly mm. or you drop twice a year, you know, but your fans have, ex- have come to expect you to only drop every once in a while. And like you give them 15 songs that are 25 minutes and it's if it's in if it's if it's how you say it is, you know, I think as a fan, I'll be a little disappointed just in the Earl is a part of Odd Future. And if we are talking about cornering a market, very few have cornered a market better than Odd Future. But it seems like Tyler and the Internet are the only ones who have capitalized off of that. So you're forgetting Frank, I'm sorry. Yeah, him too. Oh, definitely, he's capitalist. My bad. I'm. You know what's funny? That's so crazy. Like, I don't even group Frank with Odd Future because he has like evolved so much from that. So that's my fault. Like, I wasn't even trying to be funny. Okay. Um, I was like, wow, that blind. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. I wasn't. Hey, no, Pink and White might be my favorite Frank record. I don't know yet. But Earl was like the unsung hero. So he, maybe he's never like, he's not going to be the, the darling that, you know, the internet is going to corner that like, you know, <laughs> I was about to call it, I was about to call it Jamba Juice. Like they're going to corner like that Afropunk, you know, Coachella market that Frank previously, previously had for, for, for a second. Frank has just evolved into God knows whatever he is right now, but he's on his, he's low key on his own planet. And Tyler is becoming... God, like, I don't want to say what I want to say. You know what I'm going to say? Because it's my podcast. Yeah. Aesthetically and sonically, he's getting to that place where given the right artists and given the right uh, decisions that he makes, I feel like he could eclipse for what Pharrell did. Well, let, 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 let's say this. Let's see him do some R&B first. 
That's why I said, given the right circumstance, like not what he's, if he's doing what he's doing right now, he's going to stay regional. He has to produce, he has to produce an artist. He has to produce actually like several artists to get to that. If he, if he chooses to do that, I think he has the potential to, because when I hear him, you know, stuff that he does with Caliuchis and like other people, like it's really good, but I want to see him take an artist and produce 70% of the album, like what Pharrell did with Khalees and what Pharrell did with Justin Timberlake. And like, I would love to see that. I would love to see Tyler do that. Until he does that, no, he's not touching Pharrell. No. But I think he could. I think he's somebody for whom like expectations for his next album might be off the charts. I hope so. Like what, like you feel like he's capable of almost anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, shoot, especially after this Christmas album. Like, I don't know what he could do, but it has the potential to be great. Yeah. Absolutely great. So I'm ready for it. All right. So give me your, maybe you don't have top five off the top, off the top of your head, but what are you, like in the, in the wake, in the wake up uh, household, what, what, <laughs> what songs are being, what Christmas songs are being played? None. <laughs> when it comes time for Christmas music, what, what gets turned on? Donny Hathaway this Christmas. Okay. Uh, Boys to Men Let Us Know. Okay. Um, anything off of Jackson 5 Christmas album. Okay. Uh, TLC Sleigh Ride. Okay. And because I, you know, don't do that. And I know people are yelling at me. Maybe Stevie Wonder someday at Christmas. Mm. No love for uh, Last Christmas. <laughs> that song reminds me of when I worked part time at JCPenney because they ran it into the ground. Oh, I hate that song. Oh, man. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. That song will definitely be played on our drive up to Vermont for Christmas because we do it every year. Along with, yeah. you got you to gotta play like the Bing Crosby, like Christmas classics. You got to, you know. Yeah, it's, some, it's a, very, it's a very white Christmas. Like literally white. Literally. Like, it's white as <laughs> Yeah, one of my, one of my uh, uh, coworkers has started playing all, the, all of the Christmas jams. So, yep. All, all of those. My, my sister, I bought my sister a bunch of vinyl. I think I bought her a Bing Crosby Christmas. I found it in Colorado for like maybe $2, $3 or something like that. Sadly, so. no, no good samples there. All right. Um, <laughs> your, uh, your boy, uh, Crip, put out some new singles. Uh, I wanted to see if this was better than the stuff he put out a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. How do you... Okay, I was gonna say, and Doc, how do you feel about basically what did he? He had three songs on the first one. Three songs on the first one. Now two songs. So like, I'll put the music. I'll come back to the music in a second. Like roll out and strategically. Like I have no idea what he's doing. Yeah. I'm a little confused, right? Um, <laughs> but in terms of the actual music, like both of these songs, I I like. Um, Learn from Texas is a grower, and I kind of like it. Pick yourself up. It's kind of nice. Like, yeah, it's a crit song. Like, it's classically a crit song. Like, that's a big crit song. No. Oh, oh yeah. You, who doesn't like that sample? Wait. Oh, I'm, I need that. In a, oh, I need that in the, in the loudspeaker. Yes, Who's you do. This? Oh man. I was just thinking about that sample. Um, who sang that song? 
theory. Little vicious. No, oh. no, of course. No, of course I know it's between the sheets. No, I'm, I'm thinking about the people who sampled it. No, there's a the only reggae song that I like, uh Lil Vicious Nika samples that. It's amazing. There's a and reggae course, song that samples. Yeah, that. it's fire though. It's fire. And then um uh I was looking for somebody on Twitter was talking about the original version to ignorant stuff with a third Jay-Z verse. Yeah. I don't remember the third Jay. I remember Siegel replaced it, but I don't remember how the third verse went. I don't remember it either. Didn't he reuse didn't he reuse it like on Dead Presidents 3 or something? I think so. Okay, I'm I'm that just that just jarred my I wish I could find that. The the Don DeMarco version. I mean, we recently found Jurassic Harlem remix, so anything's possible. Anything is anything's possible. Yeah, also true. Okay. So I yeah, so like, yeah. I'm like, okay, Crip. All right, but like, yeah. why those three? Why these two now? I don't know. It, yeah, what, the, the cynic in me wants to go, he tried some different stuff with those first three. Didn't get the strongest reaction. And he's like, don't worry, everybody. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still big Crip. Oh, man. I just, I don't know. Okay. Also, Pick Yourself Up is not, like, it's not December music. <sighs> yeah. Somebody, maybe I addressed this last week. I don't remember, but I, and I think I did, was somebody asked about uh, if we had reviewed Royce's album. And I didn't because when the, that album came out, it was like July. And I didn't want to hear therapy raps in July. <laughs> like, now's the time for me to revisit that album. I think, you know, you're cold. It's cold out. I gotta sit in the car and let the car heat up, or yeah, yeah my, my yeah, you know. So I've got time. I've got time to sit in the car. Okay. We hope you enjoyed side A of this week's episode. Please check out side B at clockradiospeakers.com.